0: Also included our official opening in September. We called Six Sizzling Sundays. And Christian has taken the burden of the ministry there, along with two evangelists that we've invited in, Jay Fanner from Team Challenge and Terry Eckersley from Sheffield, and that they added to the mix. What we wanted to do is, right at the beginning of this new journey of this building, is to declare again the good news of Jesus and to say, really, that's what makes us tick. That's what we're here for. We want to see many, many... Other people, as you heard from John, that haven't yet come to know the love of God to enter into all that he's got for them. Thank God for what he's done for us. We want to continue to commit to the journey, but want others to come as well. So it's not the end, hopefully, of uh, sizzling Sunday nights, but it's the end of this little season. And we want to thank Christian for just really pressing in and setting a marker in that and really bringing something of his own passion to see many, many Many people saved. So, as he comes to preach tonight, why don't we give him a warm welcome and let's have an open ear to what God's going to say?
1: Bible, whether you turn with me, please, to Mark in chapter 10 and verse 46. And as you're finding your way there, I just want to take the opportunity for those who are not really familiar. With Arena Church and there's been a number of comments that have been made and they've all been wonderful. And thank you so, so much to all those who have contributed and played their part in uh, the service tonight. But I want to just say that uh, part of the passion of Arena Church is to continue to reach out to those who are far away from Christ. We, we, we welcome people and I'm aware there's people from other church contexts here tonight. And we do give you a warm welcome and uh, we recognize there are those people who maybe. You may not be one of them here tonight, but there are people who look for home to try and find a church home. Because for whatever reason, you're not planted in a local church. But I want to be very clear that our passion remains for those who are far away from Christ. And uh, we have a deep desire to um, see something significant take place in Mansfield, in Ilkeston, in Alfreton, and in Chesterfield, and across this M1 corridor. We actually do believe that God has called us and it's certainly in in no way, please don't feel that I'm being in any way conceited, but we do believe that we're here for such a time as this and God is wanting to do something amongst us. And we were reminded in another context, a few leaders last night, that if we will remain united as a church and if we will remain humble, then God can do incredible things in and through us. And so it's my... Uh, privileged to be able to open the word tonight and I put my neck on the block a little bit because I said we're going to be praying for people and we're going to believe that signs and wonders are going to take place here tonight. Amen. You must understand I'm just a normal bloke. I'm actually from Mansfield. Hip hip. Hey. And, uh, but I managed to escape <laughs> for a number of years and it was always my, my desire to come back yeah. and um, I'm just a normal bloke that's had a supernatural encounter with the living God. Which leads me to the point that I actually be, believe with God all things are possible. Now actually, if the, what I've said at the very uh, start of my message, and believing for God to do something, something significant in people's lives. If it's resting on me, you, you, I, I'd encourage you now to just prop up the bar and go and have a drink of Coke and a cup of tea and a cup of coffee. Because I don't have the ability to do anything. But my Bible tells me that he's able to do immeasurably more than all I can ask or imagine. According to his power that is at work within me. Within us. So that means we all have the ability to lay hands upon the sick and see something dynamic happen tonight. And just in the few minutes that I have together, and I know it's the fatal thing, we had a preacher come through and he was outstanding. But he says, I'm going to be 20 minutes, and then 40 minutes later, we were still here, and he it was, it was brilliant. But it is my endeavor to be, I think I said that this morning, I still was going on, but anyway. But it is my endeavor, because I do want to give opportunity and room for people to receive prayer tonight. And what I want to talk to you tonight about is this. If anybody's got a notepad and pen, I want to talk about the atmosphere for the miraculous. The atmosphere for the miraculous. It's interesting to note that Phil had already said it, that Jesus could only do a few miracles. Mark chapter, Mark chapter 6 accounts that Jesus was in his hometown and they actually were offended by him. And it says that they could only do a few miracles. Now, I'm in my hometown, but I'm not believing for a few miracles. I'm believing for great miracles tonight in Jesus' name. But we see there the contrast between Mark chapter 6 because there was no atmosphere for the miraculous. There was no faith. And yet we come to Mark in chapter 10 and it's a very, very different story. And I want to read it and then I want to make three comments to us. So verse 46, everybody say 46. Nudge your neighbor and say, I'm ready for this one. Say it with a bit of gusto, I'm ready for this one. This is going to be a cracker. Oh, come on, this is going to be a cracker. Okay, bad Irish accent, I understand, but anyway. It says, then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth... He began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Shut up, Bartimaeus. Pipe down. You're being too noisy. You're a Christian. You're meant to be quiet. But he continued all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped. Stopped. And said, call him here. So they called to the blind man. Cheer up and on your feet. He's calling you. And throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. We haven't got time to unpack this, but that seems like a ridiculous question. Don't you think? He's a blind beggar man. And he knew he was as well, because just to comment on the cloak, the cloak was signifying exactly who he was. It was the, the it was almost like his uniform of the day. That's just what they wore. And in the blind man, Bartimaeus said to him, Rabbi, I want to see. I wonder what you're here for tonight. I wonder what you're in need of tonight. I wonder in that deepness of your, the secret of your own heart, what you're longing for, what, you, what you're needing from God. And Bartimaeus said it, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, "Go. your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Before we make the three points, I just want to make a few statements here, if I can, opening remarks, because Bartimaeus is like many of us. You see, they call him Bartimaeus, but actually his name was son of Timaeus. Bar means son. And Timaeus in the Aramaic, which is where this name came from, actually mean, uh, was to be highly honored and highly, highly prized. I don't know why this keeps clicking. Highly honoured and highly prized, but your reality is he wasn't living. He wasn't living a highly honoured and highly prized sort of life, was he? Because he was begging at the roadside. You see, many of us live below what God has called us to live, live below because we don't embrace all that God has called us into. Many of us are still begging by the roadside when God actually calls us highly prized and highly valued. And some of you here tonight have believed the enemy's lies. Let me just be very, very clear. There is a God who I know and there is also an enemy. His name is Satan. He's equally as real as God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And Jesus declared his purpose, that he'd come that you may have life and life in all of its fullness. But he said the thief, Satan, comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. He comes to steal your identity. He comes to whisper into your heart that you are not highly valued, that you are nothing, that you're going to remain in the gutter, that nobody is interested in you, God's not interested in you, the world has forgotten you, and the reality is there is a world out there that actually has believed that lie. And many people live exactly like that. They just live not as highly valued, not as special, not as highly honored. But Jesus saw something in Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus was not prepared to let Jesus go. And there are three things that I believe that Bartimaeus helps us to understand in creating an atmosphere for the miraculous. Miraculous. Because there is an atmosphere that has to be created. There really does. There's got to be faith. There's got to be an expectation. And there are three things that I see from here that Bartimaeus embraced. The first thing is this. It's found in verse 47. And I tag it under the word anticipation. Anticipation. It says here, when he, who's he? Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth when he heard there was an anticipation when he heard that Jesus was coming through that area there was an anticipation in his heart it was like the woman with the issue of blood many of us know the story she thought if only I can get to Jesus there was an anticipation if only I can touch the hem of his garment then something significant is going to take place And there was an anticipation. There was an expectation. One of the things that we want to keep creating in Arena Church is an anticipation. is an expectation for God to do something way beyond our natural ability. I want to say for those who are still looking in this building, you may say, wow, they must have loads of money in this church. We don't. That's the strange thing about it. They must have loads of resources. We don't. That's the funny thing about it. And you heard our national leader not saying he'll give us money, but saying, would you give us some money? Hey, hey. (laughs) And by the way, we're going to do it, aren't we, lads? Yeah, Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to throw a 1,000 quid in. Are we all in for that, the church? We're going to throw a 1,000 quid in and believe for something good to happen. If all those 600 churches take it on board, 600,000. I was nearly as quick as you, the accountant, Andy. 600,000. I could see he was there. He was already on his, yeah. What good could we do with 600,000? Absolutely awesome. But we want to create an anticipation, an expectation, a belief that God is wanting to do something amongst us. I see so many congregations and so many people who don't believe for anything. So guess what? They get nothing. If you don't believe for something, if you don't press into something, and Bartimaeus, there's no way, Jordan, that anybody was going to hold him back because he was shouting, Jesus, Son of David. Have you ever been in that kind of situation? You're trying to get somebody's attention and you're doing all this. Aerobics. Here we are. We've got a sports teacher, Oz, is in the house. He, uh, was that good, Oz? Was that all right? Not bad, okay. He's playing it cool now, okay. An anticipation. And you see, the reality is sometimes we do that to try and get people's attention, and this is exactly what he was doing. I want to tell you tonight, if you will come, I've already started, that's why my opening remarks were the same. You're not coming to me. I've got nothing to give you. I've got some faith in, but I've got absolutely nothing. You know, these people who say they've got healing hands, really? There's only one who I know can heal. His name's Jesus. He's the one who can heal. And he can heal you tonight. Yeah, in Mansfield. In an old nightclub. In an old night sorry, nightclub. In an old cinema. Surely God can't be yeah, in a place like this. God's gonna come close. God's gonna do something miraculous. Strongholds and chains that have been binding people for such a long time. They're going to be set free tonight. Anticipation, expectation. He anticipated something. The second thing is there was a recognition. There was a recognition. What did he shout again in verse 47? Jesus, son of David. He recognized who he was. He was announcing that this was the savior. This was the one that the prophets had spoken about. He got it. Some people keep looking for the answer. It's staring you in the face, sir. It's staring you in the face, madam. If you are trying to find out what life is all about, young person, older person, you've been searching forever. It's staring you in the face. His name's Jesus. He is so wonderful. He is so precious. He wants to live in your life. He wants to help you with your mess. He wants to sort your life out. It won't happen instantaneously, but if you place your trust in Him, there's a recognition that He is the one. Yeah. Yeah. He is the one. You know, we go to the doctors, don't we, if we're ill? And we recognize what the doctor is able to do. If we need a bank loan, we don't go to one of these pay loan things. We go to the bank. Or we go to mom, dad, or however it works. But there's a recognition of what they can do. If your need is health tonight, I'm not knocking the medical profession. But there are some things that a doctor can't fix. Only Jesus can fix. There are some things that alone can't sort out. Only Jesus can sort out. And Bartimaeus understood, he recognized, he recognized that this was the son of the living God. This was Jesus, son of David. This was Jesus, the Christ. This was Jesus, the anointed one. He was the anointed one. He had the ability to work miracles. He went around doing good and performing miracles. He changed situations in a moment. And let me tell you, wasn't like Jesus wasn't like a double glazing salesman. Sorry if you've ever been into that. You know, like an estate agent or whatever. I'm not knocking estate agents or double glazing salesman. But Jesus wasn't selling anything. Jesus wasn't selling anything. Jesus was just offering a life to be lived. And Bartimaeus recognized it. He recognized him as being the son of the living God. I want to encourage you tonight to not just, you know, have an anticipation, but to recognize tonight that he is the one who can help you with your life. The third thing that I see from this passage of Scripture, which is, the last point to create an atmosphere from the miraculous was there was an invitation. We notice at the end that Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? I've already commented on it. It was a bit of a strange question. But Jesus wanted him to articulate what he needed from him. What he needed from him. Bartimaeus was inviting Jesus and saying, Jesus, will you come into my life? Will you come into my sickness will you come into my health will you come into my blindness because i want to see some people i talk to they say do you really believe this stuff that jesus you know is is able to do this don't you think it's a bit fairy tale the gospels no i don't because history accounts that jesus was a mighty man who went around doing wonderful miracles history records that not just the bible And because I know Jesus, and the more I'm getting to know Jesus, the more I realize that he's able to do wonderful, wonderful things. He just looks for faith as small as a mustard seed. You may say, well, Christian, I'm in need tonight, but I have no faith. Or I have such little faith. I've never read the Bible from beginning to end. I don't really get church that much. I don't know much about the Bible. And if you ask me some trivia questions, I won't get them right. And my prayer life, well, I find it a bit of a struggle. My answer to you is, do you believe that Jesus is God? Do you believe that Jesus died on a cross for you? Because if the answer to that is yes, there's faith, a small as a mustard seed. And Jesus is able to do what he promises in his word. There was an invitation. Bartimaeus said to Jesus, have mercy on me. I want to see. And Jesus then says to him, go, your faith has healed you. And immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. In a few moments, can you believe it? God, Jesus, miracles do happen. <laughs> miracles do happen, guys. I've just preached for about 15 minutes. Awesome. I am wonder if the guy, you know, Andy had just come and the guys had just come onto the platform and we're gonna we're gonna sing a song worship yeah girls do you want to just come and move the lectern for us thank you